really bad. Are you with me? That'd be me. You're supposed to say, oh, yeah, we got the... You know, I, 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 I'm not Billy Bad. I'm not Billy Bad. <laughs> oh, we got G. Willis with us today, then. Um, hey, man. Week three is over. Don't, don't sound so disappointed. Week, week three is over. Week three is over. How much have we learned in three weeks? How well, much have we uh, we got a long way to go, man. We got a lot to cover today in such a small amount of time. But we plan to be very, very, very impactful. We're going to start out kind of going around the SEC from top to bottom. I'm going to start out with the SEC East or the SEC Least. Whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, I mean, let's, let's be honest, man. It's been, we're three weeks in and the SEC East uh, they they've taken a step back. I, I'm I'm not convinced that they've taken a step forward. They they've definitely taken a step back. Um, we can start at the top. Give Real, me your first your, t- your first four teams in the SEC East. First four teams in the SEC East: Georgia and everybody else. Georgia, <laughs> they don't even deserve right now. I, I'm I'm not gonna give them. A two, three, and four position. I'll give them a two. Florida. Florida's the second right. bench. Um, just because the backup quarterback came in and and did win a game. That's that's always impressive anytime a backup quarterback comes in and and honestly he outshined the, the Felipe Franks. Huh? Felipe Franks is probably out for the year. You know, not banging on his injury, but the guy Trask looked good. Just a weird last name, Trask. But he did look good. So I'll give it Georgia, Florida, and I mean, who who else? I mean, I guess Missouri, even though they lost that. Didn't they lose to FCS school week one? Uh, they did lose week one. They, um, they did. They got, uh, Kelly Bryant still passed for, what, 400 yards that game? Yeah. Uh, but they did lose. They did lose. You're right. Who would you say is number four? Who? Um... Definitely not Tennessee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> South Carolina, you know what? They actually showed up against Alabama. Alabama didn't show up. Uh, we'll, we'll get on that in a minute. Um, number four, that's a good question, man. I don't think they have a number four. It's, it's, it's not that good, man. It's not looking good over there. I guess I would have to get the number four to Kentucky. Um, but, yeah. man, I'm, I want to say, man, South Carolina, you know, just bummed the first week against North Carolina. Led the entire game and just threw it away in the end. Um, Vandy. I mean... Vandy's not Vandy. at all. Nah, no, no. But they are Vandy. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's just not a... Just not looking great for the SEC East. It's really looking like Georgia has a cakewalk through that side of the conference right now. Um... Mm-hmm. Automatically into the SEC championship, which is which is good. There's no way that they lose two games in the SEC East. I I just don't see it happening. So honestly, it's Georgia and everybody else with Florida having now to play the backup quarterback. We're gonna we're gonna see his issues at some point. So right now it's Georgia and everybody else. Go to the SEC West. Um man. 
Uh, it's a LSU. LSU. I, I have a question before we really, you know, dig deep into the SEC West. You know, I I, I think I may have been bitten by the bug too. How much of this is hype with LSU? How much of it is just hype? You know, hey, they man. did beat they beat Texas, but who else have they really beat? Hey, so I, how much to me? To me, to me, let me let me be honest with you. As, as we say and make joke make jokes about being honest. Uh, I said it week one. Uh, let's let's rewind the tape. Week one, I said I think LSU might be one of the better teams in the country right now. Uh, I still stand with it. I don't. I don't. I, I think they beat Alabama. Wow, man. We well, we we definitely gonna have to get back to that one. <laughs> man, I I'll tell you, man. They they beat Texas in a shootout. That right. was impressive. You know, knowing that LSU could win in a shootout, but. The amount of points that they gave up in that game, man, it has to be alarming at a minimum. At a minimum, it has to be alarming. And I know Texas has a decent quarterback, but he wasn't throwing receivers open. He was throwing the wide open receivers. Right. That's a big difference, man. So Texas Texas claimed DBU. LSU claimed DBU. There were no DBUs present in that particular game, in my opinion. Oh, well, you know, LSU is, is has always been the team that shows up when they want to show up. Uh, you don't really see how much talent they have until you see them play a team like Alabama when it really stands out. Uh, they played oh. Northwestern State, I think, was this past week. And yeah, that, that was kind of not, a, you know, but man, you know, you know, LSU hasn't scored on Alabama at home and like the past like four or five meetings I think that changes I, I mean I already kind of stated but I think that changes okay 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 well I'm I'm definitely interested to see that man but let's let's go ahead and rank rank the SEC West um I'm gonna go shocked. with Alabama oh man I was shocked me please try I'm something go Alabama I'm gonna go with LSU I'm gonna go with Auburn Texas A&M and the rest of those bums. I'm just not even... Hey, look. Man, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Mississippi State just got choked out. You know, uh, by Kansas State. Did, did you happen to see that tackle where the quarterback got propelled like 13 I feet did. in the air? I did not. I, I, that oh. game bored me so much I, I was probably watching something else. That is uh, that is one of the most um I, I don't I can't remember a player getting knocked that high in the air any other time in college football. Go go check it out. And I'm not kidding. The kid was his head was at least 10, 11 feet in there. He could have kissed the rim. The, I, even so, the 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 fact that Kansas State is on the field does that not bore you? The, Man, the fact that they had game day at Iowa. Yeah. Ames, Iowa. Was that not the worst game day ever? Well, Iowa versus there weren't a lot Iowa of games. State. There weren't a lot of good games this weekend. In hey, fact, man. there were really no good games this weekend. Watching Iowa play, it's like watching Lifetime. I don't want to see it. And who was our? Iowa? You Iowa said Iowa. Okay, you didn't say Iowa. You said Iowa. Look, Iowa. Iowa and Iowa is not 
I, I'll say it, man. I, I'm not into Big Ten football that much, man. Um, and Iowa is, is one of the reasons why. Is one of the reasons why, like you said, it's just such a a boring. I mean, such a boring form of football. Michigan State's the same way, you know. But honestly, you know, Alabama used to be that way, just boring football. But now things are just a lot more exciting on defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball in the SEC. Okay, man, let's let's go ahead and get to the meat of this thing. Okay, let's get. I want to talk about. I want to talk about Alabama. I want to talk about Alabama because um, Bama Bama looks Bama looks different. Bama looks a lot different than what we're used to seeing as Bama. I mean, they, they just look different. They look their offensive scheme is different. Um, a lot of more screen passes. Um, not very effective running the ball. Run blocking not what it used to be. Um, However, You're missing the catalyst. You're missing the biggest part. How, however, those receivers awesome. are everything. Like they are they they are really as advertised, man. Those receivers are everything. I mean, they they are catching screen passes and turning them into 90 yards, 60 yard, 50 yard touchdowns. Like like it's nobody's business. If your team uh, is it excellent at tackling? If you're if if your secondary can't tackle, Alabama is gonna have at least two touchdowns on you on missed tackles alone. Notice I didn't say long game. Right. Two touchdowns. Quick if you, question for you. If you don't tackle one of these guys on the edge, the rest is history. Quick question. Go ahead. So Alabama has been known for the past how many decades for one thing? defense that's right you let, a, you let a South Carolina offense score on you and make you look like an average defense South Carolina with the backup quarterback I, I don't get it it's just not like it's like you say it's not like watching Alabama play it's, it's, it's different it's different it's definitely different on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball I know one of those touchdowns was in garbage time. So they had a lot of backups in. But South Carolina did have a lot of opportunities. And Alabama does not look – Alabama doesn't look unbeatable right now. Alabama does not look unbeatable. Um, I'm not sure who would beat them. But I, I just see – I see cracks in the game. I see opportunities. South Carolina blew a lot of good opportunities in that game. Um, they they could have could have changed it could have changed things you know a little bit but man at the end of the day, Bama was just too strong. They're 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 strong man. Oh they're yeah, strong. And it seems like they're getting to a point to where instead of they used to out scheme everybody and out athlete everybody, you know now it's just it, it's it seems like they're more out athlete. You know, like I'm gonna throw the ball to this guy on the edge and just let him do his job. So right, it's not right. as methodical as it used to be. You know, uh -huh. but but they're dangerous, man. Bama, you even if your offense is putting up points on Bama, which I think we're gonna Bama's gonna have to win in a shootout at some point this year. They're gonna have to win in a shootout. And 
like I said, even if your offense is putting up points and moving the ball on Bama, you're still going to have to outscore. You're going to have to outscore. And, and that's that's a tall task with those cats on the edge, man. Hey, I agree. I agree. I, I, I agree. If you say your name backwards, it says LSU beats Alabama. I said it just in real slow. <laughs> That's going to be a good game, man. And, you know, I think uh, Bama has an advantage. They have an upper hand in that game. But one thing, the game is at Alabama. is at home. And LSU will be – it'll be a bye week before the Bama game. But the week before that, they're going to be playing Auburn. So, that that's going to be uh, – that's normally a pretty physical game. That's a very physical game. So – you know, and, you know, it, it, you got to get up, you know, get live for the game, get all, you know, jumpy and all that stuff. So, you know, but that week off between may, you know, it may cushion it a little bit. Man, I, I'm I, I'm really, I'm really excited to see that game. I'm excited to see that game. That's going to be a good game. All right, man, let's go to those Auburn Titans. You said Auburn, that like a cheerleader. Auburn, three games in, you're already calling uh-huh. a cheerleader. Y'all, you didn't even let me get it out, man. Man, it just you, you should have heard yourself, man. Play it back after this, <laughs> after this is over, man. You just man, we got we to go to Auburn. We, we have to go to Auburn, man. Auburn first game they went against Oregon. Second game they went against Tulane. Yesterday they they beat the they beat the they beat Kent State all up and down the field. Um, Auburn is interesting in my opinion, but I, I I gotta go to last night. I gotta go to last night, and I know it was Kent State, but did you see? I'm not talking about the opponent. I didn't know. I knew Gatewood was fast, but I mean the, the dude is—he got some legit burners, man. Like. You know, I was expecting, you know, I, I, I expected them to use him more of a power runner, a power runner and all that stuff. But, man, I mean, this big guy can be in the corner. He can really be in the corner. And, you know, that that just, that brings a question. Before we really dip deep into it, I just want to know your opinion on this. After watching that speed, Joey Gatewood's speed, did it make you think any different about Bo Nix? G. Willis? Well, I guess G isn't with us anymore. But I, I'll continue. You know, af- after watching Joy Gatewood, you know, bend those corners and, and, and run as fast as he did, he did it, it's really intriguing. It's, it's intriguing, and I... They only let him throw one pass. Well, he only threw one pass. I'm not sure what play was called or what happened. But, man, Joey Gatewood, his his ability – Bo Nix looked good running the ball. Don't get me wrong. But Joey Gatewood really looked like just something different, something that, that we haven't seen, you know, in a in a long time, man. The guy can really, really run. And I'm, I'm interested – I'm interested in his passing ability. I'm really interested in seeing it showcase some 
in some live game situations. So so we can just really I want to see the difference. I want to see how much better Bo Nix is at passing the ball than Joey Gatewood because evidently it has to be significant. Because watching Joey Gatewood run the ball yesterday, it, it told me that, man, this this guy could really, really, really be a game changer in this offense with, the, with that set of wheels. If he can pass as good as Nick Marshall. If he could pass as well as Nick Marshall, I mean, Joey Gatewood would be a, a I mean, good grief. We saw it. We saw it in, in Nick Marshall. And Joey Gatewood is even bigger and stronger. You know, but the guy can really move. But back to Auburn, you know, just them in a hole. Auburn has... Hey, man, I'm glad, I'm glad to be back, man. I got kicked off. Oh, man, what, what happened? Well, I, I had some very derogative things to say. And I, and, I, and I think it was just the act of the gods, man. Oh, man. Hey, look. Well, hey, look, let's let's get back to it. This is going to be edited anyway. So let's pick up right where we left off. I was saying. Well, I, 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 let me tell you where I left off because I was okay. screaming to tell you how I felt about the Joey Gatewood thing. And I love Gatewood. Okay. But he, didn't, he never came in and played quarterback. Uh-huh. He came in and played Wildcat. Okay. Did he throw the ball? No, he did not. And if you would have got deeper in my conversation, I, I, I spoke on that. Yeah, I said, I mean, it kicked me never, off. It kicked me off completely by then. Okay, so, um, yeah, yeah. I said, I said he never threw the ball. He never had an opportunity to throw the ball in the game. But I was saying this: with the set of wheels on that cat, if he can throw the ball just as well as Nick Marshall could throw the ball, and I, I just can't believe that. I, I, I think. I know that he's a better passer than Nick Marshall was. Okay, all reports have told me that. So with his set of wheels, it's kind of making me think about this Bo Nix-like thing. So, so how, how do you feel about that? Um, Bo Nix, uh, he's a freshman. Let's just start there. So you don't want to kill his confidence by pulling him down. But I would definitely think uh, Gatewood is, would be a better fit right now at the quarterback position. Uh, I don't I don't like his delivery. Uh, it's kind of a sidearm type pass uh, that, that has a forward motion. Uh, he's throwing behind the kids a lot. Uh, he makes some good throws, but it's, it's not as accurate as I think it should be. Uh, I think he takes, I, this is what I'm talking I'm talking about Bo Nix now. I'm talking okay. about Bo Nix. Okay. I don't. I mean, again, he's a true freshman. Uh, you know, Gatewood is a redshirt freshman. So the true freshman thing, I think he's going to be great very soon. Meaning Bo Nix. I think right now, Gatewood gives us a better. You can't really coach against that right now with the way off Auburn runs their offense. I think it would be a better fit if he played more. Okay. But you know how Malzahn does. He's your buddy. Now, you and him are good buddies. Y'all seem to be a match because the guy loves to disguise what he does, but he he waits and lets his team suffer trying to sandbag. Now, what I mean by that is he will not expose his true offense until the last part of the season. And that and that's hurting. He's a, a okay, 
perfect example, Shivers. You had three backs, including Shivers, who had over 100, 100 yards. That's that's the first time that's happened in years. Now, they were playing Kent State at the end of the day. Uh, he's the most explosive back, but he is a smaller back. I think that's what a lot of fans are talking about. Shivers being a smaller back, and but he's our most explosive. Even Cam Martin showed some spunk this past week. I was very excited to see him in the game. He did. But Whitlow, Whitlow, I was pulling my hair out when he got the ball. Why? As as Carnet as Cadillac says, he leaves so many yards on the field. He leaves them. I mean, he can get through the line, but after that, he's I mean, they're gonna catch him. If Shivers gets through the line, it is a done deal. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Cam Martin, same thing. But Cam Martin is just so so light. I mean, Shivers packs a bigger punch than him. But that Jordan kid, I think, is the is is really it. I mean, I like he has a lot of size. He was scary. Uh, but back to to the to the topic, which is Bo Nix and, and Gatewood. I think right now Gatewood is going to be your better quarterback when you have the schedule. We have the toughest, meaning Auburn has the toughest schedule in the nation as of right now going forward. Going forward, the toughest schedule. So you got to do something different. If Bo Nix is your guy, great. Kent State should have been all Gatewood to get him acclimated to the offense in game time situation. That 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 would have been, you know, something I think would have been ideal for Auburn. Don't show all the everything that you're doing. I mean, you're already they're back. Okay, I want you to look at this, and I'm gonna get. I'll be quiet once I say this. Your buddy Malzahn is going back to two years ago when he had a healthy Eli Stove when they threw the ball to him every single time they could. To the side, Eli Stove. Come on, man. That's three yards. That's all we getting three yards. Dude, that is ridiculous, man. I'm sick of it. You got so many weapons on the field. I mean, what is that opening up the game for? Now, back in the day, they were trying to spread the field and, you know, going from, from sideline to hash mark. It, 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 it didn't work. It hadn't worked all season. Let's try something different. What you got, man? <laughs> man, you went from Bo Nix to the entire offense to Gus Malzahn. I guess I'll just be getting where I fit in, man. Um, you know, that Eli Stowe statement is I, I, I see I see your point. I see your point. But um, you know, I, I think the screen game is has definitely involved evolved in college football. You know, everybody is using the screen game as kind of an extended running game. So everybody uses it right now. Teams who are having trouble running the ball on the interior. Right now, that's exactly what Alabama is doing. They can't run the ball. So they're doing those extended runs, you know, just using the screen game. In fact, you know, Nick Saban just raved about how he feels like uh, Najee Harris is probably be better in the slot. You know, so whenever you can have these athletes and you can put these guys out there on, the, you got to utilize that. I mean, it's a pass. It's just like a run. Basically, you know, three, four yards. They're trying. Sometimes they're not. They're not always trying to score a touchdown. You got to understand a lot of times they're trying to set up second and short a third and short so they can take shot. So I, I can't beef with the screen game, you know, especially, you know, how it's, it's actually been been working decently, you know, this year. And I think you'll see some improvements next week whenever they play Texas A&M. They're going to pull some new things out. Um, but like you said, a lot of times Gus Malzone doesn't like to show his whole hand and he kind of hurts the team sometimes in that way, you know, because he doesn't implement 
you know, some of the stronger stuff or stuff that people haven't seen in, you know, normal game plans. He saves that for the bigger game. Um, so I definitely agree with you on that. But thing number two that you just said that I'm going to go, you know, I'm I'm just not, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, about this running back situation. I mean, honestly, Booby Whitlow, if not for Booby Whitlow, Auburn does not win that Oregon game because he was turning a lot of, of, of crap into gold. You know, the offensive line wasn't blocking well. And I mean, this cat was, he was getting, he was building the offensive line out. He was building them out. Everything was bottled up in the backfield. And he's strong enough and fast enough to bounce the ball and make something out of nothing. So I, I like Chavez. I like Cam Martin. But I mean, until, until yesterday, until yesterday, they had the right man on the field. Until yesterday, they really did have the right man on the field. Against Tulane, they had that anvil of a man down in the paint. Auburn couldn't get any push on him. They couldn't move him. You know, nothing was happening there. So they went with the bigger back, the bigger option, which you have to do. You know, you have to make those arrangements, you know, depending on what the defensive line gives you. Um, you know, so I um, I don't know. I don't know much about Auburn yet. I did like Gatewood a lot, watching him run the ball. It, it just made me really want to see what the offense would look like you know, with him in it full time. Um, but we'll we'll know a lot more about Auburn after this weekend. They got Texas A&M coming up. Who you got? Uh, I mean, I'm going to go with Auburn. That's just off my instinct, man. But, I mean, hey, Texas A&M can definitely beat them. I'm, I'm going to ask you this, G, because mm-hmm. I, I want to know. I've asked you this before, but give give me a real answer. Give me an answer. Give me a give me an answer that we can actually work with. Okay. What would Gus Malzone have to do in this Texas A and M game that will make you take this 2019 Auburn team more serious? What would the team, along with their coach Gus Malzone, as you call it, my guy? You better. <laughs> I don't know why you call him my guy, my buddy, but you know sometimes he makes me want to kick him in the ass too. But you know what? What would Auburn have to show in this game this weekend to get Let you? Let me on ask board? You for, for all of the Auburn groups on Facebook and all of the Auburn subcultures. I mean, they all want to. They they want me to say it, so I say it. Consistency, consistency on offense. I want a efficient offense to run fluid, and I want it to run all the time. I don't want to see some stupid play that you're trying to set up something for later that never works, and you killing two series is when we should have been scoring points. Consistency. Now, if your offense consists of setting up plays all day long, which I understand how offense works. Don't get it twisted. But when you can't just efficiently beat somebody over the head and and make your offense work all the time, I think we all have a problem with that. You know, he's like Doctor uh, Jekyll and Doctor. I mean, it's, it's it's too much Jekyll and Hyde stuff going on with him. When, like you said, the beginning of the year before we started this season, when he's on, he's on. But why why can't he be consistent like some of these other offensive juggernauts? And just always have a machine that's coming for you. 
like I said a long time ago, three years ago, his offense was figured out years ago. Years ago. And we and, and, and I think it's time for, like, again, I'm a broken record, time for a new drink. Uh, hey, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Even if I wasn't an Auburn fan, I would be sick of watching this crap all the time. Why do you have to have a certain type of athlete to make your offense work? You know, I was listening to a coach. Uh, matter of fact, and he's not winning right now, but this is his philosophy at UCLA. Uh, what's my guy's name at UCLA? That was the coach Chip of the Kelly. Philadelphia Eagles. Chip Chip, Kelly. There you go. He says, I'm not going to run my traditional offense when I don't have the, 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 the personnel to run it. I'm going to make my guys play to their strengths their strength let's 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 win with what we have and and whatever this guy's strength is let's coach towards that i've never understood why you have a guy that says well i just don't have the right athletes for my system your system sucks your system is, belongs in high school where it derived from it was great for two years uh but once people figure it out it's time for a change i i i ride that boat until it sinks I, i've never been on I have nothing against him personally. I don't know the guy, but I know what he's doing to the program. He's doing a lot of great things for the program, but I think the negatives outweigh the positives. That's my rant about all. I'm done. What, 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 what you got? You you go for the throat every time. Every time you go for the throat. Man, you know, like I always say, man. Uh, you know, Gus is Gus, and if Gus ever finds consistency, Gus is going to be uh, a, a really, really well sought after coach. But right now, I must agree with you, he is inconsistent. Inconsistence would make things better. However, you know, one thing you do have to say about Gus is, like you said, when he's on, he's on. And this seems like one of those years where he actually has the personnel to get there. He has always started out slow always started out slow normally loses a game you know here and there loses an early game and they come back lighting it up I'm confident that that will happen this year I'm confident that once they really figure this thing out Auburn's gonna beat some some good team because one thing for sure defensively defensively Auburn is definitely in the upper echelon so you know if this offense really gets clicking and gets on point. We're gonna we're gonna see a good Auburn team this year. Question I have is at the end of the season, what's gonna happen? That's go. what's gonna be very very interesting. So, not even ready to breach that yet. Just way 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 too way too much too much ocean to even hit that bank. To even start discussing that. Um, but hey, man, you know Gus. Gus has some weapons. I, I, you mentioned something, and I wanted to come back to it. Because I, I think Auburn had to break a record last night. Auburn had a 6'5 quarterback with a 6'4 running back in the backfield. Have you ever heard of such? Nope. They had two They had two power fours in their backfield. Like, it, it, they had to be the tallest backfield in the history of college football. Um... Only thing could have made it funnier if they would have put Sean Shivers at wing or something. <laughs> you know, I think he's about 5'4". Those guys, 6'4", 6'5", man. 
I mean, but but I'm, I'm Auburn has some talent, man. Auburn has some talent, and they they. Hey. Swartz ain't even touched the way he has, but he's not been affected this year yet. Exactly. And once that hand heals, but you know what? Auburn has a huge issue with not getting the ball to the playmakers. You know, he gets in this groove of of of, of, of throwing it to one or two players. I even like the Hastings kids. He was kind of a a laugher when he first came in, but I mean, he's a playmaker. Play. He Auburn, makes plays. Now, now that's, honestly, now I didn't want to go. I'll save that for later on this week. That's the one thing that Auburn has done well and effectively this year. They've distributed the ball a lot more than they normally have. A lot more. All receivers are touching the ball. Sal Canella has been used and utilized in the passing game. Eli Stone has not only been utilized in the screen game, he's been utilized in the deep game. I mean, um, Will Hastings, he's been utilized a lot more. Seth Williams. And we are talking about for it, the Shanker, Shanker, the tight end. He's caught three first downs this year. So we we just spoke of six Auburn wide receivers. And all those guys actually caught passes in the first game. The first game. So they're they're distributing the ball. I'm just interested. Like right now, I'm I'm about like you, G. I'm just waiting for the Gus. I'm waiting for Auburn to Gus Malzahn. I'm waiting mm. for him to do something that I go, oh, Gus. That, that they last week did. didn't work for you? Go last ahead. Last week didn't work for you? Last week didn't do it for it, you? It didn't. It, 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 didn't. it really didn't. It didn't. The two-lane game, you know, I, 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 and I'll say this. The one thing that impressed me about last week, the one thing, that impressed me is not even Auburn's play. The one thing that impressed me is the entire week, Gus Malzone actually said, look, this two-lane game is a trap. He he spoke of the game like he knew. He knew two-lane had a, had a decent chance. So he spoke of their athletes highly all week long. Normally, Gus just doesn't say anything. He walks around, holds the car close to his chest, and Pump sun, sunshine, and, and and like you said, he's very deceptive. I didn't find that to be the case last week against Tulane. And uh, this week against Kent State, he basically said, we're going to, this won't even be a game. So that's what I have about that. <laughs> well, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, it was a trap game. Okay. They should, they should have played a hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Now, I, I'll tell you, I saw some things in that game. And I'm, I'm about to get real technical here. That I'm not sure if Gus Malzahn was just being stubborn and not trying to show his hands. But there are some things that happened in that game that there should be some explanations. Like, for instance, there were times when they were running, when Auburn was running RPOs with nine men, obviously, in the tackle box. You know, before the play was even ran, and they still handed the ball off. You know, so if that's really a replay, why don't you come out of it or you know pull the ball? You know, with everybody stuck right there in the inside, and I and I know that's RPO one hundred and one, and I'm wondering why he handed it off so much. Was it just Gus saying, "Hand the ball off, hand the ball off"? You know, we're not reading. Just hand the ball off because I said so. 
So I'm 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 wondering, I'm interested if that was going on. Hmm. Who can get in the mind of a, of a lunatic? I, I can't. Not right now. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you, brother. I, I just don't. I do not. Uh, hey, it's we got I, what, what we got coming up this week. Uh, we, I think we got another big, big podcast this week. We get everybody on. We kind of get break down some 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 teams and some stuff upcoming. I, I definitely want to hear everyone's perspective on that, so I can eat their ass up too. Because I'm, I'm, it's getting to the point where, guys, I mean, are you, are we watching the same game? That's my question. Man, G Will, you just mad, man. You just mad and need a hug, bro. No, G Will is just mad and need a hug, man. But uh, hey, man, it's football season, man. Let's no hugs. I, I just got one question before we before we get off the air. One question. Mm-hmm. You picked Auburn to win over Texas A&M. I did. Okay. Um, Texas A&M is playing at home. Auburn hasn't lost to Texas A&M at their house since they've been SEC. Uh, yeah. I think that's wrong. Tell me this. Auburn hasn't lost to Texas A&M at Texas A&M. Okay, at Texas. Okay. Yeah, they have lost at home. And I'm at Texas. Texas. They have it. Okay. So here, here, here's my question: What will the game look like since Auburn wins? What will the game look like? Uh, a bunch of stupid plays in the beginning. Uh, a couple of broken series in the beginning. Uh, one or two big plays to open it up. Our defense saves it at the end of the day. Score. Uh. 2117. 2117. Okay. Y'all heard G Willis with his pick for Auburn over Texas AM. We'll get back with you guys. Um, meet with y'all on Wednesday. We also be dropping some tidbits, some little appetizers throughout the week. It's SEC mixtape signing out. See you. <laughs>